two men strode into view. Both carried hunting spears. He's like a baker selling bread for what seems like a good price, only then you discover he's been mixing sawdust in with the flour all along. Would the pair of you keep your mouths shut? said a woman who was not yet quite visible beyond a bend in the path, although movement flashed through the dusty leaves. You'll warn off the pigs before we have a chance to strike. As Kellis tried to estimate the heads and bodies in an oncoming group that he still couldn't really see through the leaves, a glimmer of pale cloth caught his eye. The hells! The most infamous demon of all wore a white cloak. Was she guiding the smugglers in person? He had accomplished a lot of things in the last eight years, but he'd never tangled directly with a cloaked demon and its perilous magic. A racing clamor of excitement disturbed his concentration, but he calmed it with slow, measured breaths. The two spearmen in the front passed over the pit without noticing the give in the ground and headed under the wide canopy of the lancewood tree. And there she was. Wearing a white cloak and armed with a bow and quiver, the demon strode into view and turned to signal to someone unseen behind her. Right on target, Batas and Oyard each loosed an arrow from their hiding place. Both arrows struck her in the chest just as a gaggle of fourteen youths carrying bows and spears appeared on the trail. They had the gawky eagerness of children out on a thrilling expedition, sacks slung over their backs. The ones in front stopped short as the demon choked out a warning. Their stunned, horrified expressions were so heartbreaking that a kick of fury made Kellis tremble even as he held his position in the tree. The demon was using adolescence to cover its tracks, exactly the kind of cold calculation that made cloaked demons the most dangerous creatures in the hundred, the true threat to the peaceful rule of the king. A second woman appeared at the rear of the band. She was also wearing a white cloak. With a shock, Kellis realized both women wore the braided headbands and ritual white capes common to acolytes of the Lady of Beasts, who was both hunter and healer. Neither of these women was a demon. They were priestesses dedicated to the goddess, leading a cursed practice hunt for training their youth. He shouted, Halt! Halt where you are! Denny, pull the trap now before the kids fall in. He grabbed for a rope he had strung from a higher branch of the lancewood, vaulted off the branch, and swung down, gauging distance and depth as he tucked up his legs. He planted the two men with a foot in each chest. The impact slammed him to a halt as they went down. He flipped in the air as he released the rope and landed on his feet behind them. Denny snapped up the rope to release the trap. The ground gave way to reveal the pit and its deadly stakes. As the children cried out in confusion, the injured woman staggered like a drunk, then slipped into the pit. She screamed as a stake impaled her. One of the men Callus had knocked over scrambled up, jabbing at him with his spear as he hissed out hoarse words. Cursed cowards! Pissing dogs! You promised us no one would get hurt! A pair of arrows, Icar's reds, slammed into the man's back and he toppled forward. 
The wounded priestess was still bellowing, voice ripped raw by pain. Run! Run! shouted the woman at the rear, and the children scattered uphill. Denny shouted, Round them all up! They're all under arrest! The other spearman rolled up to his feet and jabbed at Kellis's back. Kellis sidestepped with a spin and in the same motion drew the sword from his back. The man thrust again. Kellis slapped away the haft, cut in, and struck with the pommel under the man's chin. The man staggered back, then cut the point of the spear toward Kellis's head. Kellis ducked under the haft and again stepped inside, striking the man in the throat with the hilt of his sword. With a grunt, the man sagged into him, toppling him back. Kellis let the weight carry him down and rolled sideways out from under as the spearman collapsed to the ground. Turning, Kellis saw Batis, Oyard, I-